ahead and start recording. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Um, for those of you that don't know me, uh, my name is Allison Wells, and I am going to be your nutrition coach uh, for the remainder of this resolution rush challenge. Uh, so make sure you're doing your tracking. It really helps me to be able to coach you specifically on um, how you're doing, maybe some little tips you could be doing for to help you out so you could be doing a little bit better. Um, and so today, you know, I know a lot of you or all of you have worked with Derek and I know he's taught you the basics. So we're not going to go like super 101 with this. Um, I want to get deeper into some stuff during this six weeks. Um, I want to give you guys some really specific ideas. Um, I want you to give a better, give you a better understanding of how your body is really connected, how your nutrition is really impacting every aspect of your life and your, um, your health. All right. So I'm going to jump in here, share my screen. Give me one second. All right. Okay, guys, so nutrition, we're gonna look at it today as sleep, stress and recovery. Um, and we're gonna get a little deeper into that and give you some tips about how to navigate all of these things. So I don't know if you've heard of the term deep health. Uh, deep health, some you may have heard of the term holistic health. It's essentially the same thing, but this is looking at the whole person their whole life and their whole lifestyle, as opposed to just one element of their health, like say their nutrition or their fitness. Uh, so deep health breaks down into your physical health, your emotional health, your environmental health, mental health, existential health, and social health. So our physical health, this is how our body feels, performs, and functions. Our emotional health is our general mood feeling that full range of emotion, which are hopefully more positive than negative, and being able to regulate our emotions and respond to emotional challenges in a productive way. Our environmental health, this means feeling safe and feeling secure, um, feeling supported by your surroundings and having access to resources. And by resources, we're talking about grocery stores, healthcare, schools, maybe emergency services. Um, our mental and cognitive health, how well we think, we learn, we remember. This is also our creativity and our problem solving skills. Our existential health, this means having a deeper sense of why of your purpose um, when it comes to work and to life, having a strong sense of self-worth, and feeling like you're part of the bigger picture, that you have a larger purpose than just yourself and what you're doing. Finally, our social health. This means connecting and interacting well with others, developing and maintaining authentic and fulfilling relationships, feeling respected and valued by others, and having a sense of belonging. And you guys go ahead and if you need to, uh, if you have any questions, please let me know. All right, so how nutrition impacts our sleep, 
our stress and our recovery. And so our sleep, our stress and recovery are all deeply impacted um, and, and really have a lot to, um, have an impact on all of those elements of the deep health, right? So the deep health we hope is gonna always be optimal, but let's be realistic. Every day is different, all right? We're not gonna wake up every day feeling 100% on every one of those elements of deep health. And depending on your sleep, how your stress is and how your recovery is, can really uh, make or break uh, where you are in that, you know, zero to a hundred of those. So today we're gonna talk about how nutrition is impacting these main elements. Uh, so when it comes to sleep, we've all heard the term comfort food, right? Uh, so comfort food, it is something that people often reach for when they are needing some comfort. And when we're tired, when we're exhausted, when our body is tired, we're more likely to reach for comfort foods to help soothe us. This is when we're tired, our decision-making isn't as clear. There's gonna be a tendency to be more reactive and less mindful. And when I say reactive, I mean like, I'm hungry, I'm gonna eat that thing. As opposed to when you're, uh, you've gotten some sleep and you're like, you know, I'm gonna make a better decision about this because I know how it's gonna impact how I'm feeling. Less, less sleep equals more food. <laughs> this is kind of a basic one. The more hours you're awake, the more calories you're likely to consume. Um, and if you are, a, you know, somebody stays up real late and doesn't get a lot of sleep, you might know that the later it gets in the evening, you might get a little more snacky, um, usually reaching for salty, crunchy things or sugary things. Um, and these often have little or no nutritional value. You might be reaching for them out of boredom or procrastination or some sort of emotional trigger, um, but we want to really emphasize the sleep so that we're making our healthier choices. Energy level. We all know that our sleep impacts our mental and our physical energy. So of course, the more tired we are, as we talked about before, we reach for those comfort foods. The comfort foods are heavier. They often make us feel more lethargic. So of course that makes us feel more tired. When we're rested and we're more clear headed, we're more likely to stick to a meal plan um, and make healthier choices. And we're making healthier choices. They're gonna be more nutrient dense and that's gonna give us more energy. So we have two different cycles. When you're super tired, you're kind of gonna perpetuate this um, eating heavier foods that makes you more tired. And when you're energized, when you've gotten your sleep, you're going to be eating foods that are going to give you more energy and beget that. And so uh, we want to focus on really getting in touch with our sleep schedules. Uh, macronutrients and tryptophan. So your macros, that's your protein, your fat, and your carbs. And we've probably heard the term tryptophan. Usually it's associated with turkey. Um, people think of that like post-Thanksgiving dinner turkey nap. Uh, so tryptophan is an amino acid. So that's our building block. So it's found in a lot of different prote proteins. It's also found in high glycemic carbs like beans and potatoes and pasta and bread and that kind of thing. And what happens is you eat the food that has the tryptophan and then that gets converted in your body into serotonin. Serotonin is that feel good, happy hormone. That serotonin then gets converted into melatonin. Melatonin, that's our sleep hormone. So the sleep hormone melatonin, which you probably heard of as a supplement, we want to make sure that we're getting those macros into our diet 
to then be promoting sleep. And it's actually a common side effect for people that have been on a low carb diet to experience um, insomnia because they're not getting that tryptophan from the high glycemic carbs. Uh, and here we go into supplements. I'm not gonna go too deep into supplements. Um, the main two for sleep are gonna be magnesium and we're talking about magnesium glycinate versus magnesium citrate. Um, magnesium glycinate, it just kind of helps chill you out at night, take it an hour or so before bed. Um, I take it, I like it. Um, the other one is melatonin, which we were just talking about, which is naturally occurring in your body. And that regulates your sleep and awake cycle. Oftentimes people will take that uh, if they're traveling, maybe if they're in a different time zone, just to kind of get their schedule regulated. Um, if sleep is something you need to focus on, I would suggest talking to your doctor about supplements um, to see what is the best option for you. Moving on to how nutrition impacts stress. So I'm talking right now about physical stressors. And so this is stress that's happening on the inside of your body that you might not even know it's happening. Oftentimes you think about stress as something that's happening mentally in our head and maybe we're ruminating about something, something's really bothering us or we're just, we have a lot on our plate. Um, but these are physical stressors that you may or may not know are really impacting you. Um, and this can cause obviously some long-term damage if you're doing them all the time and not recovering from them, which we'll talk about next. So dehydration, I'm sure you guys get this all the time from Derek. <laughs> Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Hy dehydration is uh, your, your organs are not gonna be functioning properly. Your cells are not gonna be hydrated. They're not gonna be functioning properly. It's really that basic. So making sure that you're staying hydrated. Um, dehydration can also lead to overeating. There is something that happens in the brain uh, where if you're dehydrated, you can uh, accidentally mistaken that for hunger. Then there's a tendency to reach for something that is like a snack, maybe a salty, crunchy thing. That salty, crunchy thing has salt in it. So it's making you more thirsty, but you're thinking you're hungrier. So you keep eating it instead of having some water, something that's going to hydrate you. Um, and so you end up in this cycle of eating something that's not beneficial to your body. Processed foods. All right. So this is a big one. Um, gosh, we have so many processed foods here in America and they're so convenient. Um, they're often high in sodium and in sugar. Uh, they cause inflammation in the body and they are a lot harder for your body to process. So what we want is our foods that are easier for your body to process and use as fuel. So eating processed foods, really not doing any favors. Um, we wanna wanna stick with some more nutrient dense foods. Inflammation, this is, this is your body's uh, defense mechanism to anything that's taking it out of homeostasis, taking it out of balance. So this could be injury or disease, a poor diet, a hormone imbalance, digestive issues. Uh, we're gonna actually go into a lot more depth with inflammation tomorrow. Um, but the best way to prevent or reverse inflammation is gonna be through an anti-inflammatory diet paired with stress reducing techniques. And we'll talk about that more tomorrow during our digestion talk. Orthorexia, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this term. I've been hearing it a lot more this year. It's something that's kind of, I would say finally being addressed, uh, certainly through social media. Um, and this is an obsession with eating healthy. 
So anything uh, that is being that is too extreme is going to be detrimental. And so uh, you can imagine that um, orthorexia causes a lot of mental stress um, as well as you know physical stress if you are depriving your body of certain things. And finally, we have mindless eating. So this is the disconnection between what your body wants and what you're actually consuming or, um, you know, eating too much. It can be a, a lot of overeating or indulging in foods that are hard to digest or are inflammatory. Um, and when you're disconnected, when you don't have that brain and hunger connection, uh, you are going to have a hard time recognizing when you're full, right? So just kind of a basic one there, but we're going to talk a lot about mindful eating later on. Um, but the more we can start to connect, which means uh, having less distractions um, around us when we're eating and just kind of being more present with our food um, and having very conscious choices, the better off we're going to be. So how about recovery? How do we recover from some of this stuff? Um, so first of all, we have our macros and our micros. Our macros, again, protein, fat, and carbs. Our micros, these are our nutrients, all right? So these are our nutrient-dense foods, our vitamins and our minerals that we're getting from produce mainly and really um, nutrient-dense other foods like salmon and eggs and that kind of thing. So making sure that you're getting those macros and those micros in every meal, which just means having a balanced plate of protein, fat, carbs, some colorful produce in there. Hydration, again, um, so being really conscious of how much you're drinking each day. Um, maybe you're setting a timer, maybe you have one of those huge water bottles that has the little time on it and you have some every hour. Um, I know this is a little bit TMI, but be aware of the color of your urine. It should be a light yellow. If it's dark, uh, you need some more water. Um, if you're taking a B12 supplement, it's gonna be quite bright, but for the most part, we're looking for that light yellow. Your body's telling you that you're hydrated. So again, that's a way of really connecting with your body and just being aware of what's going on. It's, it's important. It's not something you want to ignore. Eating foods that are high in water content, that's a great way to stay hydrated. If you can't get in um, all of the ounces in a day, watermelon, strawberries, uh, leafy greens, that kind of stuff, lettuce, that's all great stuff to throw into your diet. If you're just like, oh my gosh, I just can't have the water. Um, also adding lemon to your water, that kind of thing, or a little fruit. It's a great way to make it a little bit more exciting. Consistency. So uh, you guys will notice this with your exercise as well. Consistency is key with your sleep too. Your body loves a routine. I cannot say that enough. Your body loves a routine. It likes to eat at the same time every day. It likes to have some movement every day. It likes to go to sleep at the same time every day. The more consistent you can be with your eating schedule, the more you're going to see that impact um, in your results, on your metabolism, et cetera. And finally, whole foods, we'll move on. Uh, so whole foods, we're talking not about the overpriced grocery store. We're talking about uh, whole foods, meaning their original form of how they came out of the earth or the animal. They have not been processed. So when you're eating whole foods, your body is gonna have a much easier time using that for fuel. It can process it a lot better. Um, it doesn't have all those weird XYZs as we call them, all those um, additives and preservatives in them.
All right, before I move on, does anyone have any questions? And I can't see anyone. So if you do just ask, just take yourself off mute. <laughs> All right, you guys, so moving on, we're getting there. Nutrition pitfalls and tips for success. So there's gonna be a little bit of overlap from the previous slide. Um, and then some of these we're gonna be going into greater depth in the future. Um, but for right now, here is just a quick glance of common obstacles and how to start shifting your habits to overcome them. Social events. So that's a big reason that we're having this resolution rush right now is because of this time of year, right? It's very busy, lots of social events, lots going on. Um, and it can be hard to navigate them, especially if you have like a number of them um, <laughs> in a row. Uh, it's hard to stay on track, right? So number one, you want to be prepared. Have a snack before you leave if you're going to an event. So that way that you're, you're less likely to overindulge when you get there. Um, if you're going to a restaurant, try to look at the menu ahead of time online. And that's just going to give you a better, better uh, idea of what your options are. You don't have to fully decide what you're going to have when you get there. Um, but just having a general idea of like, okay, here are a couple of entree options I can have. And, you know, what tends to happen, there's like kind of this herd mentality. Um, someone orders like nachos and, you know, mozzarella sticks for the table. And everyone's like, sure, which, you know, I get it. Sure. Have a bite or two, but like have your own plan. Right. And that's going to keep you on track with your results. And focus on the social aspect, all right? It's a social event. So enjoy the company, enjoy your friends, your family, get to know your coworkers better, uh, whatever the case may be, instead of focusing on the food. And if it's like a buffet type of thing, try not to hover around the food. Just take, you know, get your little snack and, and maybe your, your club soda water or something, and then go chat with someone. Um, and that's a way to just sort of distract from the food element. <clears throat> Mindless munching. So again, we're coming to this mindful eating um, and connecting to your body. So one thing I like to do is ask myself, am I actively hungry? So this just gives you the opportunity to check in with yourself, to check in with your brain, check in with your stomach. Am I actively hungry right now? If the answer is yes, absolutely. Have something, you know, a nice healthy meal or snack. Um, and you also might answer it with, no, I'm bored, or I'm emotionally triggered, or I'm super excited and I want to celebrate and have a piece of cake. Um, whatever the answer is, having that connection, having that moment of just going, okay, I'm going to check in with myself before I go uh, to eat whatever, you know, if, whether it's a meal or a birthday party or something, um, you're just starting to reinforce that habit, right? That connection with your body and your brain. Staying hydrated throughout the day is also gonna help with that. Like we were talking about before, if you're hydrated, less likely to be mindlessly munching. Meal prep, of course, we're always gonna come back to meal prep. If you have balanced meals already created and available, setting you up for success. You're gonna have some nice healthy snacks on hand so you're not reaching for the salty crunchies or the sugar. And of course, listen to your body. If you're hungry, you eat something. If you don't, if you're not, you know, or maybe you are like, maybe I'm thirsty. I'm not sure. I'm going to have some water. I'm going to wait a few minutes. 
And if I'm still feeling hungry, yeah, I'm going to have some food, right? Just starting to think about that actual connection and feel that, feel that interaction within your body. Fast and convenience foods uh, is the pitfall, the tip for success, of course, always meal prep for sure. Um, but I also like to encourage my clients to look at your day, like the night before, look at the next day. Do you have meetings out? Are you going to be uh, eating out for lunch? Are you going to be in the car a lot? Um, you know, what does the day look like? Are you going to be at home and you're more likely to just kind of go to the fridge every five minutes if you're working from home? Are you traveling? What is the day gonna look like and how can you be prepared for that? So uh, I tend to be in my car kind of going from client to client during the day. I have a little cooler bag. I put my little ice packs in there, my snacks in there. So I make sure that I have that with me. Um, pack your salad, pack your sandwich, whatever it is, bring it with you so that you can set yourself up for success. And if you are in a pinch and you just don't have anything with you, First option, always grocery store because you're going to have better, healthier options there. You can get your string cheese or your yogurt or some produce or a you know can of almonds or something like that. Um, if that's not an option for you and you're at a gas station, you can go, of course, for like some nuts or some fruit there. Um, and even Starbucks actually has some pretty decent snack options. They have uh, some kind of prepackaged little snack um whatever package, whatever they are, <laughs> and or like little egg bites, that kind of thing. So there are some options at Starbucks uh, since we seem to be able to find Starbucks everywhere. Making sure that you're reaching for whole foods, like we talked about before, as opposed to processed foods. And finally, fasting and binging, like we talked about before, making sure that you are on somewhat of a schedule. I get it, it's not, every day is not gonna be perfect. I have kind of a weird eating schedule depending on my, um, my work day, so I get it. But trying your best to be fairly consistent with when you're having your breakfast, your lunch and dinner, because what happens is if you're not, say you skip breakfast um, and then you're more likely to overeat later in the day. If you are doing an intermittent fast, I know Derek was talking about this, knowing how to come out of that fast properly, whether that's green juice or some fruit, something healthy, and then kind of working your way into a meal, um, but just re really being consistent with your eating schedule as much as possible. All right. So just a review here. So if you're to take anything away from this today, here are your small habits to create big change. So fruits and vegetables, get your five a day. All right. So five a day is great. Um, I emphasize the vegetables a little more than the fruit. I'd say one to two servings of fruit per day, three plus servings of vegetables, preferably non-starchy vegetables, meaning Leafy greens, cruciferous vegetables, that's your Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, that kind of thing. Um, you know, cutting up your your veggies, your uh, cucumbers and red bell peppers and or bell peppers and carrots and that kind of thing for snacks. Just try to get something in every day. If you're looking for the magic bullet for weight loss, for anti-inflammatory eating, for an uh, optimally functioning body, the magic bullet is eat your veggies. I'm telling you that right now. Um, there's, they're, they're full of nutrients. They're full of fiber. It's all good stuff in there. 
macros. All right, we're hitting this again. So my whole thing with with meals, balanced meals is I would like for you guys to get to the point where you can just look at a plate and you're seeing, okay, I have my portion of protein, my portion of carbs and my, my veggies or my produce here. Um, if you're a calorie counter or you count your grams of protein and carbs, good on you, do you? Um, I find that to be um, hard to sustain <laughs> to say the least, but um, if, if it works for you, fantastic. Um, but at the very least, I want you to be able to look at a plate, whether it's a meal that you're making for yourself or a meal that you're eating out and go, okay, this is a portion of this, this is a portion of this. And um, if it's too much, I'm just taking the rest to go, right? Number one thing ever, you guys. So sleep, all right. So nutrition can be tough. We all know that nutrition is probably one of the most, if not the most challenging habit to create um, or to change. If that feels too overwhelming right now, um, get your sleep. <laughs> I cannot emphasize that enough. That is when your body is recovering. If you are having a really hard time creating a sleep routine that works for you, message me. Let's work on it. That is a good starting point. If all of this is just like, this is crazy. You don't make food. You don't want to even deal with the nutrition aspect. Let's focus on your sleep and we'll build from there. Okay. Seriously, reach out to me. I'm happy to help. Um, and again, hydrate, 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 optimal cellular function. It's just going to make your life a thousand times better. Drink your water, please. Okay. I'm trying to rush through here. So we stay on time. So these next two slides, these are in your app. All right. So, and I know Derek's gone over this stuff with you guys before. Um, so we have the portion guide, protein size of your palm, vegetables, fist, carbs, about a half a cup usually. And then your fat women get to have a little bit less men have double. Um, again, just kind of like, like I would download this, print it out, whatever, put it in your purse or your wallet. So you have it on hand when you eat out, um, put it on your fridge, just keep that mental note. So you get to the point where you can look at a plate and go, okay, this is a proper portion. Or if you're at the cheesecake factory and you go, oh my gosh, this is literally like triple time, triple the size of what I should be eating. You just start to get that mental note of how much you should be eating for your, um, for your body. And of course, everyone's going to be a little bit different based on the variety of things at the bottom of the screen here. I'll let you look at this on your own if you haven't Clean eating list. Again, this is also a resource that's within your app or on the website. Um, I suggest to people to go through each of the different categories, choose a few things from each category, and that's your grocery list for the week. So you can just build your grocery list, build your meals around this clean eating list if you don't have like specific recipes or something planned for the week. So pick five vegetables, couple fruits, couple, you know, and one of the nut butters or something like that, a grain, a bean, you get the idea. That's your grocery list. Maybe you do the same thing the following week. Um, see what works for you. So it can get overwhelming trying to figure out what to eat or what to buy. All right. And finally here, shifting your perspective, eating for energy, recovery, and immunity. So I would like you guys to start thinking of food as your fuel. So the higher the quality of the food or the fuel, just like gas in your car, the better you're going to operate, all right? 
So that's what we want, those really high quality whole foods. Recovery, quality foods, balanced meals are gonna help your body recover from a long day, a tough workout, or even a rough sleep. And finally, immunity. We're gonna go into this in a lot more depth in um, a coming week. Letting food be thy medicine. So clean proteins, unprocessed carbs, healthy fats, lots of fruits and vegetables. These are the magic bullet for weight loss, improved immune function, optimally functioning body and cells, and an anti-inflammatory diet. All right, you guys, that was a lot. I know I was rushing there at the end, but please, uh, we have a few minutes. I have time for questions. If you guys wanna stay on for a couple minutes, always you can reach out through the app. Um, please, please, please track your meals. It really helps. We want you guys to succeed. Um, so we're gonna do a little bit of Q&A right now. If anyone has any questions, holler. Anybody, anybody? I have a question. Yes. Well, <clears throat> it's not really a question. It's an observation for you. So I look like I haven't been tracking my foods. Uh -huh. but, but my problem is that my camera is simply deleting my photographs. So oh. I know, and I haven't, I haven't been able to figure out what it is. It's something to do with Google and photos. So I wanted to let you know that it's not me. I am tracking my food, but you won't be able to see that. Okay, well, if you have a hard time figuring that out and you want to, um, you're welcome to email me what you're eating or send me the photos that that might be a pain in the butt. Um, but let's see. Uh, My problem is I can't save the pictures to send to you. Oh, they're not saving at all. Got it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, if you want to write like a notes thing and just send, you can send me that. Um, or okay. if you're having an issue, you know what I mean? If you have something specific that you're like, gosh, this is what I'm doing. This doesn't seem to be working or I'm really hungry. This is what I'm eating or I have no energy. And we can certainly address that. Just, just uh, shoot me a, a little message there. Can I ask you another quick question? Sure. So I find that I wake up pretty consistently at about three in the morning and I'm craving quinoa pups and I have, myself, <laughs> I have myself a little bowl with some almond milk. Is that bad? <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm not a big proponent of the midnight snack. Um, I would say, and this, you guys are going to be like, Oh my God, you've said this 10 times today. You're probably dehydrated you're probably thirsty um, or you've gotten, you've just gotten yourself into the habit of that's what you do. And that's so that you're kind of like, that's your craving. Um, here's the deal. You, it's not the best habit um, when you're eating, you want to eat for fuel. So when you're eating in the middle of the night, you don't have the opportunity to burn that off unless you're like getting up two hours later for a big run. Um, so I would see if you can, uh, cut that down a little bit. It might be hard. I don't know if you're doing it every single night. Um, or you might try having a little bit more fat at nighttime. I don't know what time you finish dinner, but it might not be quite satiating enough. Maybe throwing in an extra serving of like avocado or something with a healthy fat would kind of tide you through a little bit more. Um, you know, and if you're, if you're eating at six and not going bed to bed until 11, you might have a little something at nine or eight thirty instead, so that you're not waking up at that three thirty. I prefer you have something a little later, 
than in the middle of the night. Does that help at all? Yeah, it tells me. <laughs> Anybody else? I had a quick question. Um, yeah. Allison, any, any thoughts on caffeine consumption relative to some of the things you just ran through? Uh, yeah, certainly. Um, so everyone has a different level of caffeine consumption. Um, caffeine can get a little bit tricky. I'm not going to go into all of the things, but at a certain point, if you're drinking a ton of caffeine, your body is in this fight or flight place and it ends up actually exhausting you and frying your adrenal glands and stressing your body out a lot. So the, the best uh, advice I have for caffeine is have it in the morning if you need it. Um, if you're someone who just really drags in the afternoon, no one likes this, this one either, but go for green tea. <laughs> I know it's not the same, um, but at least it has a lot of anti-inflammatory properties. Um, antioxidants, and it does give you a little boost. Um, but your, of course, your sleep is going to be impacted by caffeine, um, right? That's like the reason that we're taking drinking caffeine. So um, try to limit it in the morning to, you know, I say whatever, one cup of coffee, two cups of water. Um, if you're someone who drinks like four cups of coffee, try to cut it down to three, and then we'll try to cut it down to two. Um, but uh, yeah, what's what's your personal caffeine intake like? <laughs> Too much. Two young kids work a lot. Okay. Try and exercise, but so yeah, it's it's something I'm constantly focused on, but it, it's always a battle, especially coming off of a you know a brutal night of sleep. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So I would. Yeah, and that's right. That's the tough thing, right? If you you have a, a circumstance like you have kids that are keeping you up, it's not like it's just you watching Netflix at 3am. Um, so yeah, try to, you know, if you can switch from coffee to green tea in the afternoon, it's going to be a little easier on, um, on your adrenal glands and then just see if we can get those kids into a sleep routine, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, all right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Sure. Anybody else? All right, you guys. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time this evening to hang out, to chat, to listen to my presentation. Um, tomorrow, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, we're talking about digestive health. We're talking about anti-inflammatory eating, um, riveting stuff. But, you know, it's really, it's really important. And again, it's really important to start to understand that connection between um, how your digestive health is impacting every other element of your health. So uh, I look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow and then I'll be doing your coaching on Tuesdays. So uh, please do as much tracking as you can. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you, Allison. You're welcome. Good night. Good night.